Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. Hello and welcome to the Lead Well podcast. This is your host, Javon Legans. And as always, I'm excited to be here with you today. Especially excited because today we're going to do something a little bit different. Today, we want to invite you into a live session of SOAP. That's S-O-A-P, SOAP. So for those of you who aren't familiar, that's an acronym that stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And for those of you who are familiar, maybe you listened to our last episode where Pastor Todd McIntyre shared with us the process of SOAP and how it's such an instrumental tool on our discipleship journey, especially as it relates to Bible application to our lives. And that's exactly what you're going to hear today, because we want to move from theory to application. So as you listen, you'll hear Pastor Todd McIntyre and a small group of guys read through a chapter in James, and then they're going to move to observation. And in that, they're going to take note of what's happening inside of their heart as they read James. And they are going to take note of specific scriptures, specific things, specific promises that are highlighted as they read. And then they'll move to the application and they'll ask themselves the question, okay, what situation in my life does this verse apply to? What is the Holy Spirit highlighting in my life that he wants to apply this promise or this commandment to? And lastly, they'll move to prayer and they'll take an an opportunity to pray that scripture over their life, over that situation, over that specific circumstance. And they are going to do that for us. I thank them so much for being willing to allow us to be a fly on the wall and listen to it. But again, we want to make sure that we move from theory to application. So we really hope you enjoy this live session of SOAP. And guys, I'll turn it over to you. Hey guys, welcome to our SOAP. I got Aaron and Lyndon with me and we are going to read James 3. And right before that, I'm going to just pray. And ask the Holy Spirit to just lead us as we actually go through a soap process together. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for everything you do in our lives. I thank you for this opportunity we have, Lord, to connect with you and to connect with one another. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we can choose and we do choose today to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. And, Lord, I know that means to open up our hearts, to allow you to come in and and do work in our hearts. And, Lord, I pray as we read this word, God, that it would do what the word is supposed to do. It would be active and alive. It would come between our soul and our spirit, Lord, that it would not return to you void and really get inside us. And Lord, that we would truly be able to eat the word of God today and let the word of God be the word of God in our hearts and change us from the inside out. Lord, I pray that as we read, Lord, that you would lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to read verse one, then Lyndon, you'll go, and then Aaron, and we'll just go around the room until we finish the chapter. Everybody good? All right, good. Okay, verse 1, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we'd be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. 
It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every kind of evil. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Come on. All right, we just read it. Earlier we got to go through and just kind of decide what scriptures we want to point out. Yeah. So, Lynn, I'm going to have you go first, and why don't you share the scripture that the Holy Spirit pointed out to you, and then share the circumstance you're dealing with as it pertains to that scripture. And then we're going to have you do the P part, which is the first is scripture, second is observation, third is application, and the last one is prayer. You're going to pray that scripture over that circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. I'll kick us off. So verse 9 is the one that definitely stood out to me, saying, Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. So yeah, just being honest, I think living in just the culture that we live in is definitely a cancel culture. So you know, anybody does anything you don't like, you're canceled. I don't mess with you. That just kind of is how it is. And I think for myself, I find myself having that same kind of culture, mainly toward the church, toward other believers. Like I'm a young adult. And so, you know, I just got involved in the new young adult community. And like, I find myself looking at the things that people do and I immediately judge them. And I immediately am like, okay, I'm not seeing you walk in love, like, or I'm not seeing you walk in grace or in truth or this or that. And so I think for me, like knowing that it says the tongue, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God, like, that's me. I find myself cursing like other believers. And I think just recently I had a situation where I brought one of my friends to the young adults who is not super church, didn't grow up in church like that. And I felt like people were judging him. And so my immediately response was to be like, okay, I see you guys judging him. Now I'm going to judge you back. And so it's like, I'm literally trading <laughs> yeah. like stone for stone or blow for blow, which doesn't really make any sense wow. when you think about it. And so I think for me, just keeping in mind that filter of like, Lord, like I want your thoughts about your children, about your people to be on my mind and to be on my lips. And so I will definitely pray that scripture yeah. um, over myself. That's good. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much just that you call me your child, Father God, in that I'm made in your image, Lord. And that's not a privilege that's exclusive to me, God, but that's every believer, Father God. That's every person who you created and you've spoke and told us that we need to love, Father God. And so I just repent for just where my heart has been, Father God, in which the ways I've spoken against other people or I've spoken against your church, God, and I ask that you would just purify my heart, God, and allow me to walk just in love and to speak life and peace over the people that I am in community with. So I thank you, Jesus, and it's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Linda. That was awesome. Thanks That's for being man. vulnerable and yeah. transparent. Of course, of course. 
I'll go next. So mine was actually two verses, and I was looking at verse 13 and 18. It says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. And then verse 18 says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So there's a promise there that's jumping out at me. Mm. So verse 13 is kind of giving me instruction. Verse 18 is giving me a promise. So I do want to be wise, and I do want to understand God's ways, and I here it says I have to prove it by living an honorable life. So for me, the circumstance is actually yesterday, my boss, who is Todd sitting across the table from me right now, <laughs> he, he and I had a meeting, and I disagreed with what was being said and even how it was being said, and we kind of saw things differently, and I was getting more and more upset, and I was kind of coming into a decision moment where I have to decide, okay, am I going to continue to respond the way that I want to and the way that I'm feeling, or am I going to submit to the authority that's in my life and respond the way that I know that I'm supposed to? Like, am I going <laughs> to, it's one thing to do good work, but the humility piece has to be there as well. That's good. And so that was the hard piece. And to be honest, we can always talk about humility, but if it's not painful, I would say we're probably not practicing it. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, wow. So for me, it, you know, it is not fun to be humble or humbled, <laughs> but either way, uh, God tells me to do it. And so the good part is I see that there's a promise that I will also, if I plant seeds of peace, I'm going to reap a harvest of righteousness. And so for me, that means that there's a blessing that comes with submission and there's a blessing that comes with self-control. And so God was definitely speaking to that circumstance for me on these verses. And I may not, even now I can tell you, like, I don't always feel it. I don't want to do it. But if I will, there's something I'm going to reap on the other end of it. So I'm going to go ahead and pray that out. Amen. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, Father, I thank you that you give me what I need, not what I want. You use difficult circumstances at times. You use unpleasant things, things that rub against our pride and or my pride and my uh, my will and even what I want to do. But I know that discipline is never comfortable. It's never easy, but it comes with a promise. And so I thank you for highlighting this circumstance to me, for taking real events in my life that you used to teach me your way and teach me who you want me to become. And I thank you for Todd. I thank you for even that moment where it's really not Whatever is happening is not really about what's happening in that moment. It's really about who we're becoming. And so I thank you, Lord, that you're using those circumstances to shape me and mold me into who you've called me to be. And I thank you for the promises of what you have on the other side of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And that was good, Aaron. Thanks. Yeah. I'm going to do 12 and 13. The 13 is the same one you did, Aaron, but it really stuck out to me as well. And 12 really has the last part I'm really going to highlight, but it says, does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. And then, again, it's almost like a command here. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it. It really, it really is a command. Yeah. Prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. The first thing I want to just highlight is salty. And I was uh, with Debbie. We're sitting in church right before service started. She was going through her social media, and I saw something, and I just started talking about social media. And it reminded her... And I don't do social media that much, but this one day I thought this would be cool. We were on a date. We were in Waco, and I was going to post about a, a cool picture we did to just honor her. I thought I was honoring her. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm honoring you by posting this thing. She's like, the very thing you say you're doing, you're not doing because now you're posting this thing and you're not with me. And I'm like, ah, oh. like it got me, just stuck at me. And honestly, 
I think something I've struggled with a lot in our marriage is I like to sound like I'm a good husband, but until she thinks I'm a good husband, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it cuts you. You know what I mean? Because you think, no, I'm doing good. Like I'll, every guy's gonna think I'm good. Look, look what I'm doing. And it's so foolish. It's not God's wisdom. And I wasn't wise. I didn't understand God's ways. And I definitely didn't prove it. But the real issue was my mouth wanted to be salty. Yeah. And I started getting salty in that moment. And I wanted to react. Luckily, we were in church. So <laughs> I didn't react. But I can tell you many times I have reacted in the wrong way, like an immature boy. I'm just glad that time that God gave me some wisdom. But I knew I needed to go back and deal with it, even though... I think she's the one that brought it up again. Maybe a couple nights later, we talked about it again. And you know, she's so wise. She's really good at dealing with me. She knows I struggle with things when I get criticized. And I'm thankful for a wife that I can have that will help pull some of those things out of me. Yeah. But it really is something I need to do. It's something I need to just walk through. And so I'm just going to repent from my salty, my saltiness <laughs> and uh, pray that I would respond in the way God wants me to respond. So Father, I, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you that your word does cut us, but it cuts us in a good way. It's for our good. And Lord, I pray, God, that I would be a man who is wise and understands your ways. I pray that I will prove it, Lord, that I will actually do it by living an honorable life. Lord, with my wife, with those at work, Lord, that I would control my tongue. Lord, you would give me the ability to control my tongue. I can't do that. According to this word, I can't do it. Only you can do it, Lord. So I'm asking you to help me with that. And Lord, that we would do good works with humility that comes from your wisdom. Lord, you're the only one that can give us wisdom. You're the only one that can give us humility, Lord. In and of itself, I can't do it. So Lord, I'm asking you to take my pride, take my immaturity, fill me with your maturity, fill me with your wisdom, fill me with your humility, Lord, that I can be the man that Debbie could say is a good husband, not that other men or other people would say it, God, because of social media or things like that. Lord, I, I pray that I would be the husband that she needs me to be. For you and for her, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for doing this. It was really cool to be able to do soap with you. Hey, we got a little bit of time left. Let's take a moment and just share in your guys' experience. We've gotten to do this a few months here at church now. How has it affected you? Give me some thoughts on how it's affected you and, and what's gone on. Yeah, for sure. I love the idea of doing it just like in community and with other people because there's a point where you're reading the word of God on your own, but then there's a point where you can connect with other people and hear what God is speaking to them. And that speaks to just to me directly. Like even when you guys were sharing and you talked about being salty, I was like, oh yeah. Like there's been times where I've been salty <laughs> communicating with my friends. Like I feel salty for sure. And so I think there's just a point where like coming in community and doing this together really is allowing the Lord and the Holy Spirit to speak to you in a different way and kind of hear from different perspectives. That's good. Um, you know, for me, what I love about it is no matter where I am, what country I'm in, uh, on a mission trip, or I just walk into a, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, I can look at the verse or the scripture we're going to be reading ahead of time and look at it and say, okay, yeah, that's good. You know, I'm sure we're going to have a good time. And I think I know what verse I'm going to say, and I think I know what to expect from everybody in the room. And then you get there and you start reading it, and it's completely different. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting across the table we're reading a verse that means nothing to me. And all of a sudden the guy starts crying, bawling his eyes yeah. out because God's brought something from his past up and he's healing him right there. And all we did was read one chapter on. of the Bible right. together. Wow. And then all of a sudden, because of what God's doing in his heart, it's now hitting me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that takes me back to where, you know what? I'm going to have to piggyback on what he just said. I've got to pray this out too. And it's so great because when God's ministering to you, 
he starts ministering to me as yeah, well, sure. and it's com- and it's completely different than I would have anticipated, you know. Yeah. And that's something you can't get from any kind of curriculum or book that I've ever done before. Yeah. So that's been amazing. I think it's interesting as we talk about discipleship, as we talk about the soap. Really, it's a drill. It's a drill we're doing together to practice putting the Word of God in us. Which Jesus said, if we do that, we're like a house on the rock. It's interesting because it really isn't just a horizontal meeting where one guy's leading, or we all have to sit and listen to each other or one guy, but we get to listen to the Holy Spirit, and He really connects with us. And so then that time of prayer really connects our spirit to His spirit, so it becomes more vertical than it just does horizontal. I think it's powerful, and I think if groups can pick this up and if we can really start practicing that. I mean, we just did it in about 15 minutes with this conversation. We did it pretty quick. It doesn't take a long time, but the lasting impact of getting God in you, getting Jesus in you, I think it's a seed that's planted that will produce fruit, and if we have the right soil, I think it'll produce a hundredfold of what we're yeah, trying to do in our definitely. church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks for uh, doing this with us. It was, it was great to do it together. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Todd. Glad to be here, man. And thank you, Todd, Aaron, and Lyndon, for sharing with us in this live soap session and for allowing us to sit in and just learn from your real-life example of what soap looks like. And so for all of you who are listening, we hope that this was something that was an encouragement to you and allow you to see, okay, this is what soap looks like and this is how it can be used because we believe that this is a tool and a resource that you can use in whatever area that you lead in. So whether you're leading at home, within your family or your marriage or leading in a work environment or leading in a ministry environment, in your small group, we know that soap is something that you can bring to each one of those environments and actually begin to take practical steps forward in your discipleship journey and use biblical application for the day-to-day of your life, which is really what all of this is about. And so as you apply this to your leadership, this is what we intend for Lead Well to be, something where you can gather and learn about different tools and resources and skills to sharpen your leadership. And we want you to stay connected so we can provide all the tools and resources that we have. You can do that by connecting with us at leadwellpeople.com. Again, that's leadwellpeople.com. There's a host of resources there, including articles and including links to previous podcast episodes, including the previous episodes with Pastor Todd McIntyre, where he shares a little bit more about discipleship. We hope that those bless you and that those impact your leadership in a very healthy and beneficial way. And again, signing off, this is your host, Javon Legans, and this is Lead Well where together we sharpen our skills as we strengthen our hearts.